here? Why am I coming back? And I can tell you right now, I'm back for a few reasons. First, I'm here to elevate this women's division. Second, I'm here to put the wrestling back into all elite wrestling. And third, I am back to become champion. Good afternoon and welcome to a slightly later edition of Collision Catch-Up, uh, covering the January 27th episode. My name is Aaron Grant. Your birthday episode, how about that? My birthday episode. A lot of wrestling on my birthday this year. Yeah, for real though. Uh, I am independent wrestler, standard Matthew Grant, one half of the HWB Tag Team Champions, your current cross-body pro wrestling internet champion. And I was in the United States of America last night, hence the reason why uh, this episode is a little bit on the later end of things for IWF, as I teamed up with my brother, my tag team partner, J.D. Kirk Empire, and we took on the Falcos, Jordan and Ron. Don't really want to talk about the match result, but uh, oh, no, seriously, though, a fun time last night in Brockport, New York. Um, I got to tag along on that one, which I don't always get to do. A lot of fun. Yeah, Good no, way to spend my birthday. Super fun time. Super fun crew to travel up with as well so uh big shout out to iwf but uh yeah just wanted to give kind of a little bit of a reason why we're a little later than usual this week Um, that as well as in reality we do often try and at least watch collision on the saturday however as i'm sure everybody is aware yesterday also happened to be the royal rumble as well as obviously with our travels and whatnot. So. Travels plus indie show. Just uh, the way everything worked out. The priority of wrestling watching last night ended up being on the Royal Rumble. Yes. And mainly because... Say, honestly, like, uh, Collision was a pretty solid show. Oh, no. I was literally just about to say the only reason that was our priority last night is because we won money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had, we, had, uh, we, scored, we scored in our Rumble pools last night. Yeah, so yeah. We had money invested. So, But no, uh, not to say Collision wasn't a good show because honestly, like... Uh, Packed show. We, we've been saying it. Like, we were watching the show and just, like, impressed with how much they squeezed in a two-hour show considering they had that big steel cage main event match and everything else that happened on the show. Like, there was a... One, two, three, four, five, six matches. Only one of them was realistically a squash. You got you had some promos in there as well. Like there was and a even, decent amount of stuff on the show. When you say squash, I wouldn't even like it was a good match still. Like it wasn't even yeah, just like okay, uh fair, fair enough. More of an enhancement match. Enhancement, but, yeah. Yeah, but point being like they got a lot in last night on collision and a pretty solid show that uh progressed quite a bit. Um, we normally do our top three to kick off. I am going to jump into Rampage results because there was actually a lot set up from Rampage to Collision this week. Um, Interesting. All right. I I am going to just kind of run this down just because uh, you'll you'll understand why. Uh, We had Lee Moriarty taking on Jon Moxley on Collision, a very solid bout, but the the story of the match, Moxley up, I should say, Um, but the story of the match being after the match as Moxley offering a handshake to Lee Moriarty. Moriarty... Essentially accepting it, however, I don't know if it was uh, hoaxing uh, Moxley in for a trap or whatever the case may be, 
But immediately, Shane Taylor clobbering John Moxley, them getting up on uh, Mox, setting up the tag match that happened on Collision. Just to clarify, you accidentally started that saying that that happened on Collision. That did, in fact, happen on Rampage. All right. Sorry, I only I only correct you because I heard it, and by the time I processed it, because I thought I misunderstood. No, we're good. We're not going to edit that. We're just including our mistakes lately. So I just wanted to clarify that one. That's that's where we're at, guys. Uh, That happened on Rampage to lead to the tag match to happen on Collision. There we go. That's yeah. That's the only reason I clarified it. Um, We had a backstage promo with Anna J and Angelo Parker. Angelo straight out asking Anna J, "Hey, were you behind the whole?" stuff that happened with ruby and harley cameron and everything that happened there and she's like how dare you accuse me after everything we've been through she's like i'm done i'm done with this i'm done with whatever this leftover thing and she's deciding to finally go solo so seems like uh angelo's not doing so well lately with everything that's going on and uh clearly nobody's really hearing him out so yeah, he's not doing so well. But good on Anna Jay for finally uh, breaking free. Standing her ground. As we move on to Takeshka against Christopher Daniels. A pretty solid bout um, from these two. However, again, going to the after the match. Doesn't necessarily pertain to uh, Collision this week. However, for next week's shows, um, Takeshka is getting another opportunity at Chris Jericho. And it seemed like they were setting up uh, another member of the Don Callis family to also have a match against Jericho. However, Kyle Fletcher stepping in and saying like, yeah, like Takeshka had a shot, but I want a shot. So I think they're both getting matches against Jericho the way the promo laid out, if I'm not mistaken, next week on AEW shows. I just not too sure how that's going to work out in terms of where each match is going to lay up, but Seems like uh, Jericho's got his hands full with the Don Callis family next week. If I'm not mistaken, that match you were just referring to, I did see advertised for Dynamite. Dynamite? Okay. If I, I could be wrong, but if I'm uh, pretty sure, because I was paying close attention to all the upcoming matches, as again, there was a lot of setup tonight. We had Private Party Top Flight backstage talking about uh, having another match, and uh, shout out Mark Quinn for cutting off the swallowing of the water, the throat groat. Throat goat himself. <laughs> wow, I can't even speak throat that. Throat goat. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that better. I, I do too. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Action and Dreddy from fucking swallowing water. God damn it. Um, yeah, no. Uh, a little bit of a backstage interaction between the two, uh, setting up for a future match. Anna and Ruby um, going at it and. Clearly some beef between the two as Ruby believes that uh, Anna was the one behind the whole situation with Harley Cameron and the kiss and whatever happened. All that mess. Yeah, a little bit of a mess. But uh, we ended up seeing Anna Jay picking up the victory. And uh, clearly things not going right for Ruby Soho as of late either. So going to be interesting to see if Angelo and Ruby end up you know, smoothing things working out. Working things out. Yeah, getting back on the right page. Uh, Eddie Kingston talking about how because Brian Danielson is facing somebody he respects in Yuji Nagata, he wants to give a opportunity to somebody he respects. Not necessarily a championship match because he wants people to earn those, but if they beat him, then they can have an opportunity and then calls out Willie Mack for an opportunity talking about how they came up on the independence together and how uh, he wants to have a match against them, so... Very, very interesting setup there. And then finally, uh, at least the last match of Rampage Actually, We'll dive into the 
other two promos because they're actually hilarious to both of them. We're also on the track of Rampage right now, so we might as well just yeah continue it off. Continue it. Uh, Chris Statlander, Willow Nightingale, Stokely Hathaway, uh, their weird family business that they've got going on as Willow trying to present Stokely and Chris Statlander with uh, friendship bracelets. However, instead of um, spelling Stokely the way it's supposed to be spelt, uh, she spelt it Stooley. <laughs> and because uh, she ran out of letters. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, Chris Statlander saying, we're, we're making progress here. And uh, Stokely, none too pleased about having to share Chris Statlander with Willow Nightingale. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting friendship dynamic happening there. But good on Willow for stepping up and uh, trying to bridge that gap a little bit. Speaking of interesting friendship dynamics, the Jarrett family and whatever the heck is going on here. We have Karen now taking the the uh, the, the leadership. Lead. The, yeah, the leadership on the meeting this week. Uh, basically, everybody's being told to apologize and nobody wants to start. So Satnam's like, all right, I got this. I'm going to start apologizes to Jay Lethal. Jay's like, oh, thank you. And he's like, I'm sorry you lost your match. And Jarrett starts dying laughing. Jay's like, what the hell? Like, uh, I was picked for the Continental Classic for a reason. I'm one of the best wrestlers in the world. None of you were picked. I'm leading these meetings from now on and storms off. And also saying he wants to take these meetings to the ring. Yes, yes. So I think he's kind of done with all these weird backstage locker room wherever they end up meetings. So we'll, we'll see where that takes us as we lead into the main event of Rampage, a four-way match to determine who will be challenging Orange Cassidy on uh, collision for the International Championship. Commander Butcher, Kip Sabian, Vikingo. It was Commander that ended up picking up the victory, which led us to Collision. Welcome to Collision Catch-Up, ladies I was going to say, I as much as it feels a little out of order for me because you didn't warn me you were going to flip it this way, I actually think that that's not a bad idea. This, just, gotta, just with the setup that comes. However, into our top three for this week. To Getting collision. into the actual collision catch-up. Uh, I'm going to take it away by uh, part of my reason why I defended saying it was not necessarily a squash match. Because for me, it was easily one of the highlights of collision. And that was the return of Serena Deeb as she took on Robin Reckless. Nope, Robin Renegade. Dang it, I was so... I was confident. My bad. <laughs> you tried. So sorry, tried. Robert Renegade. I I knew who you were as soon as I saw you. I suck at names. We know this now. One half of the Renegade twins. But yes. Um, yeah, Serena looking incredibly dominant as well as like fired up. First time in uh, over 500 days that she's been on TV. And uh, there's there's a reason they call her the professor. Like she she is so fascinating to watch. I love her technicality, the just smoothness of it. She has more things. All those little small things. things, The technical holds, the creativity. She is just so insanely good. I think the highlights for me wasn't necessarily the match, just the promo she cut afterwards. Uh, Yeah, I was just getting to that. Very passionate promo, talking about being back and talking about if the fans missed her and saying that she's there to put the wrestling back in all elite wrestling and basically wants to be a champion. And not not clarifying which way she wants to go, which I really love because we know that she's clearly on the radar. We know that she is a part of this crew. As we were discussing, there's a lot of people who have kind of been making that return and making that... uh, 
giving giving the women's division that elevation it kind of needs right now. Where again, like she said, she's focusing on the wrestling of it. Well, look at Ponda Rosa, Deanna Perrazzo <laughs> making her uh, AEW debut. You got the Thunder Rosa making her return. You got the big rumors of Mercedes Monet being uh, on the horizon in AEW as well. So. Plus, obviously, a very stacked division as it is right now with your two champions and Tony Storm and Julia Hart killing it. And you've got like people on the back burner like Britt Baker just waiting to, to step up again. We've got Jamie our Hader, Willow, our uh, Chris, Statlander. Chris Statlander, Anna Jay now kind of stepping away from that previous faction she was a part of. So just a lot of potential for the women's division. And I, I'm... Then you look at like the Rehos, the Nyla Roses, the Marina Shafirs. Like, there's, there's a solid amount of women's wrestlers on the roster right now athena billy starks if you're you're extending to the ring of honor side of things as well so. like we can just go on and on about how stacked this women division is getting and i i'm really excited to see some of these bigger returns and some of these women being added to it that are really gonna bring it to that next level we are seeing multiple women's matches and segments on AEW programming lately too so um yeah it, it's gonna be it's going to be very interesting to see how they go forward with uh, the women's division, how it's presented, especially with the return of Serena Dave and again, the, the stuff that's potentially on the horizon. So, yeah, that's uh, my top three. How about you? Well, I mean, you're number three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I'm going to agree with you on the number three there with Serena Deeb. I think... Uh, she really brought it and uh, definitely deserves to be on my list as mm -hmm. we move into number two for this week for both of us. Take it away. Am I taking it away? Yeah. Uh, my number two for this week ended up being the match slash even just the beginning of the match between uh, Brian Danielson and... Uh, oh, sorry. Yuji yeah, Nagata. Yuji Nagata. But you're talking about the interaction. The in so the, it started with the interaction and turned into a match that for me was a bit of an unexpected banger. And I don't want to say unexpected banger with any uh, negativity, just because at that point, I already thought I kind of had my top three put together and it completely shifted my list. Yeah. So to kick it off, um, to, to lead into what she's talking about, we had Eddie Kingston and Willie Mack in the Proven Grounds match where Eddie Kingston was victorious, uh, making his way up the ramp. Uh, to make his way out of the arena. And you had Brian Danielson's music hit. Brian Danielson making his way to the ring for his match against Yuji Nagata and completely null and voiding Eddie Kingston's presence whatsoever. Yeah, that music hits and you have a moment of like, okay, these two have had some serious heat lately. We had uh, Danielson literally spitting on Eddie Kingston last week. Mm -hmm. One of just the lowest forms of... And even disregarding for Brian Danielson, someone. Like, let's be real, like a little bit uncharacteristic of Brian Danielson. Yeah, well. just nasty. And uh, I also say that because I just think spit's gross. But you know, <laughs> just a, a truly nasty feud going on between these two right now. So when that music hits, Eddie Kingston rolling his eyes, fully ready for that interaction to happen, and for Danielson to just completely ignore him, just blew him off. And uh, which that also led to Eddie Kingston jumping on commentary. Yes. And, and a great transition, uh, both between matches and also continuing to kind of add to the heat that they have and into, like I said, what for me was just an awesome match. Yeah, Nagata and Brian really brought it here. Uh, it was hilarious listening to Nigel and Kingston just like dueling up and ripping on Brian the entire match too. It was hilarious. One of the highlight comments... Uh, 
that came from Nigel, I believe, talking about how uh, Brian Danielson trying to prove that he could be like an MMA fighter, but then following up with like, uh, the closest he's come to MMA fighting is he has his hair braided <laughs> <laughs> and genuinely popping Kingston on commentary. But uh, the king of the clams, as uh, Nigel refers to him as. But uh, yeah, no, a solid bout between the two. Uh, Daniels are picking up the victory, but again, uh, seems to be the trend with what we're talking about with the show, uh, the post match, and Kingston just berating Brian, being like, "Yeah, you're fake. You may be extending your hand, smiling, and all this stuff." Because as uh, the match ends with uh, Nagata, Nagata, well. Brian over, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but making it a point to raise the hand of Nagata, yeah, and, shaking uh, his hand and like really giving him a Nagata. moment, and uh, yeah, Kingston just going off, basically being like, Brian, you're fake. This is no. all so fake. This none of this. You is You can't real. stand that a bum beat you. And as Brian's walking up the ramp, we finally get that interaction as Brian f- completely flips off Eddie Kingston. That's the only. With a smile on his face. Yeah, that's the only uh, interaction that Eddie got from Danielson the entire collision there. So Again, just adding to the heat that's been building into what I can only imagine is going to be just an explosive duel between the two of them Talk at some point. Talk about being on a collision course. <laughs> yep, yeah, I made wow. that pun. Wow, you do your number two now. That was sad. Uh, my number two is the opening match for the show as we had John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli taking on Lee Moriarty and Shane Taylor. Um, I'm really enjoying seeing uh, Lee and Shane getting the opportunities that they've been getting lately. Um, Shane Taylor Promotions really stepping up on AEW television. It was a Ring of Honor mainstay for quite some time um, with kind of a different faction. Uh, Taylor had some different members and switching it up, I think... Uh, not necessarily when Tony bought AEW, or sorry, bought uh, Ring of Honor, but not so long afterwards. And uh, I, I really do like the the revamped version of Shane Taylor Promotions. It's really giving Lee Moriarty a little bit of a shine. Um, he's, he was kind of floundering and not really doing a whole lot. And Shane Taylor himself is extremely underrated and really brings it too, so... Um, and you know, obviously, whenever you see any match, including John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli, I was it's going to be honestly of the Blackpool Combat Club at this point. I would obviously give the, the, the tip of the cap even to Willow Yuta at this point because he's really shown that he could bring it too. So, but um, uh, these guys just beat the crap out of each other. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that's that's what you got in this match is literally just a. Uh, Two teams beating the crap out of each other and just a strong, strong opening. And Mox getting his uh, his up on Shane Taylor, choking him out and picking up the victory for his team. So, um, yeah, no, just an honestly uh, solid bout to kick off the show. And uh, I'm really enjoying uh, Moxley mixing it up with really anybody and everybody on the roster right now. Again, one of those guys that's totally willing to go in the ring with some of this younger talent, give them that opportunity as well as some of the more fresh talent to main AW television. I will say um, this week, now that I'm talking about young talent and, you know, veterans working with younger talent, noticeably absent from this week's episode, the Cope Open. I, you know, it's funny right when we started recording and I was really running down the list of how much was on this show. I also had that realization, Yeah, but, uh, 
honestly, I'm just excited to see what he brings next time because I don't think you could have even squeezed it in here no. to this show. Again, just the amount that we got on this show. Yeah. As we bring it to our number one, which, uh, or I say our number one, I is it? Let's, let's, uh, let's be, be real. real. We know it's our, it's our number one as it was the... I'm uh, sure it's everybody's number one that's Watch Collision this week and that is the main, main event, event of the evening. FTR, Daniel Garcia against the House of Black, however... It, there was some real back and forth on whether or not Garcia was going to be a part of things. Garcia getting attacked in the back, Danny Magic finding him and uh, alerting officials. Um, FTR outside of the locker room later in the night uh, waiting for an update. And Mark Briscoe going up to FTR saying, yo, like I got you guys back if... If you need me, let me know, basically. And uh, they said, like, we're really hoping Garcia's going to pull through, but you'll be the first one we go to if basically, he's not doing well. Basically, up to Garcia. If he wants to go, he can go. But, uh, yeah, if, basically what you said. If uh, they need him, they're going to call him. As uh, FTR makes their entrance in the main event, uh, we're kind of all waiting because noticeably it is just the two of them. As Mark Briscoe's music does hit, mm-hmm. uh, he makes his entrance, starts to make his entrance, I should say. He uh, Lights out. Lights out, some you chaos, see, some fl- flickering, some say, flames. Yeah, flames. You just see like a beatdown happening. And all of a sudden, to kick off this match, literally Mark Briscoe gets chucked off the stage through a table. And Ye- so so the thing that you pointed out, which like I didn't even process till you pointed out, the bell rang immediately as the, the competitors made contact. And it was really weird because they weren't even in the cage yet. No, that's really my one criticism of this match. is, I, And that's more of like a production slash whoever was doing the bell ringing. I don't think that was the right call. No. But uh, that's if we're getting real nitpicky, as I've noticed I am now. <laughs> I was going to say, honestly, and that's what it is at the end of the day, too, is being very nitpicky because these guys, like the amount of bumps in this match and the amount of stuff that was going on, realistically, like I, I don't have any sort of complaints whatsoever with what we got out of this match because they beat the shit out of each other. And also notable that as they're, you know, beating each other and not even in the ring yet, or in the cage, I should say, Daniel Garcia, head bandaged up, does make his way out and uh, decides to be a part of this match. Yeah, and uh, he was really the star of the match, if I had to be honest. Um, 100%. Picking up the victory for the team in the end of things as well. Um, but getting misted by Julia Hart in the process, getting the crap kicked out of him in the back and then in the ma- actual match as well. Um, you had Cash Wheeler jumping out the cage onto everybody. You had him taking a, a, a tremendous bump through a table. I was going to say we had tables all around the outside as this uh, was escape only. So just people flying out of the ring crashing through tables and then being told that they have successfully escaped <laughs> you know just a little bit of a back and forth of like a oh yay yeah like strike exchanges uh as you're hanging around the ropes trying to climb the cage like the amount of stuff that he had going on throughout this match was insane yeah uh you had buddy taking a nasty bump I wouldn't say nasty bump because he realistically didn't really touch the table, but uh, he did go through a table. We had Dax as he's uh, making his way out of the cage door, getting absolutely taken out from behind by uh, Brody. Who also... Who also then is out of the match as well. Yeah, it came down to uh, Malachi and uh, Garcia. and It seemed like Malachi had him beat, and then 
as Garcia is climbing the cage blind, trying to make his way over the top since he has been missed by Julia Hart, we have uh, Malachi crawling his way well, not even, to the door. Sorry, you jumped ahead a little bit on me. Oh, here. sorry. Um, yeah, Malachi had Garcia finished off. Garcia luring Malachi back into the ring, screaming out of, finish me, you bitch. And, like, literally, like... I missed that. Oh, no, he, he was calling calling malachi out and ended up nice. uh, luring him into a pile driver onto the chair i did see the pile in, driver which okay, led yes. into the finish of the match essentially as so. uh back to what i was saying garcia blindly climbing the cage trying to make his way over the top malachi black crawling towards that door looking like he is going to be the victor as we get the return of mark briscoe jumping in and just slamming the cage door on malachi knocking him back in finally the numbers game going in the favor of garcia and ftr's the four to three numbers game uh, goes in their favor, and uh, Garcia hitting the floor as FTR and Daniel Garcia picking up a huge victory over the House of Black. Once again, Garcia, really for me, star of this match. Yeah, yeah, really, really shining, and uh, even building up the fact of um, him having the injury and building up that p- the potential of him not being in the match, and then him being the star of the match despite being. B- like taken out despite being injured and now again we've had such an incredible build of daniel garcia i have so many questions as he has now been missed by julia black julia hart julia hart i said it i was thinking house of black yeah god i suck at names i'm so sorry (laughs) why do i have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) no as we see him get misted by julia hart's black mist and we've seen the effect that that has had on sky blue we've seen the effect that it had on willow we saw how it affected her to begin with to bring julia hart to the present she's at now very good point and Um, i'm so intrigued to see if they continue that progression that lure that they have put behind this mist because honestly they've done so much to make that mist mean so much it's not nothing and he it's not like he had any sort of protection from it he took it full on he he took it full on he was halfway climbed up the cage he didn't have his hands to block he had nothing as she climbed the cage and sprayed it directly in his face and as somebody who has been misted um if you have not seen the pictures uh that yeah it's uh it's a nasty beast. To it say is the a nasty least. beast, and it brings out the worst in you. It especially when it's uh... see flip the script too. Anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up our top three, and just again, what an absolute crazy main event that was. And a jam packed episode of Collision from top to bottom. Yeah, um, like even running down Collision, like you're the one that has lists in front of you and it's a long list <laughs> i mean uh you had uh, oc versus commander for the international championship as uh, orange Cassidy continuing to defend the international championship before his match with roderick strong at revolution um the undisputed kingdom actually making their way out at one point and commander doing his cool walk rope flip dive onto uh the undisputed kingdom on the outside so um but yes getting back to the match itself orange Cassidy retaining the international championship and uh continuing to set the precedent for his match against Roderick strong and uh about a month or so at revolution uh you had mariah may taking on lady frost and actually had, like a very fun match between the two i'm really impressed i don't even know we were listing down all of the women and how uh strong the women's division of AEW is and i don't know that we mentioned mariah may or lady frost i'm pretty sure mariah may did get listed but, but lady, lady frost, frost like every time i see her 
I forget how much Athletic I like her. Hell. So good. And such a unique look as well. Yes. And uh, I, I have so much respect for that. But again, great match. Great showing for Mariah May as she's continuing to strive for the attention of Tony Storm. As uh, Tony Storm talking about whether or not she's going to be watching Khaleesi on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I love Tony Storm. Yeah, that popped me hard. I'm not even going to lie. Um what else do we have here on Collision? Uh, we had the Pick Your Poison promos from both Swerve and Hangman Page as uh, Swerve keeping it in family. One of the Mogul Embassy members, uh, Tiona Leona, will be taking on Hangman Page on Dynamite. And Hangman basically saying that he doesn't necessarily need to name the opponent in advance. That's not part of the stipulation. However, maybe he can wait the whole effing show to find out. So... I think that kind of puts two and two together as we're, we we may be getting Swerve versus Rob Van Dam on Dynamite. Yep, yep. You know what? I'm going to admit right now, I heard him say the whole effing show, and I was just like, oh, damn, good line. And then I heard you say after, like, oh, I bet it's Rob Van Dam. And I was just like, oh, fun guess. I'm only now that you're breaking that down, connecting why you said it would be Rob Van Dam. So I'm I'm caught up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> It is two p. It is almost three p.m. And like, if you think that our, I sh- I'm not going to say like, our. If you think like, that my, she's like two coffees deep. I'm too. I'm whole clutching a cup of coffee right now. Like, if you think that my airheadedness when it comes to names and little jokes is because we're watching or recording late night or early morning. No, this is just my brain. <laughs> it's don't have high expectations for me. It's not a good idea. <laughs> uh so we're also talking about how they're gonna be intertwined for what seems like some time. So um I'm intrigued to see if we're gonna see another bout between the two, whether it happens at Revolution, potentially maybe a one, number one contenders match. The winner faces the champion at double or nothing. There's there's some options there, but I would love to see them go at it again. As I, I their their match that they had before was a well, show a stealer. Now, well, I'm thinking about the no DQ they had or uh, Texas, Death. Texas Death. Thank you. Just absolutely insane. So I would love to see us kind of have another shot at seeing something like that. And then you had Brian Cage addressing the FTW championship backstage, and Hook wasted no time, basically saying like, "You, you want a shot? You can have it." So I think that's going to be going down on uh, AW programming very much in the future uh or very, very soon very in the future. In future yeah that's what i was going for uh brian kj original man- member of team taz uh that's how he's brought into aw so um gonna be very interesting to see if he can capture the fdw championship from hook as we uh move to the end of collision catch-up for this week Thank you very much for joining us here on SME Radio, and thank you very much for SME Radio for hosting us every single week. We apologize for the little bit of a delay on this week's episode. However, um, as you hear every single week, I am an independent professional wrestler. I do travel, and I will be uh, making my rounds uh, in 2024 to try and uh, continue that. So um, we do apologize for the delays sometimes, but just know every single Sunday, whether it's the morning, whether it's the afternoon, you will get an episode of Collision Catch Up with yours truly. Um, I'm at Matthew Grant, first days of four. You can follow me on all forms of social media. Keep up with the world of independent wrestling that I am in. Um, one app of the HWE Tag Champions, the current crossbody pro wrestling internet champion, and uh, my February is looking really nice. My March is starting to shape up. So follow along and uh, continue with this crazy journey. 
And you can also follow me on all forms of social media at Aaron154Grants. I don't have anything too crazy to promote. I am also just enjoying following along and seeing where I can fit in in this world of uh, independent professional wrestling. Um, actually, I've got a few cool things coming up. I'm not quite going to advertise them yet, but uh, just stay tuned to social media to see what's coming up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Collision Catch-Up, and have a great day. Yeah.